welcome to Scrollin', a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. This is episode number 36. Killing us with these patch notes they're giving us. Weak. <laughs> it's probably a good thing. It probably just means that they're pretty happy with, yeah, things are perfect. with the situation. It's a perfect world. Um, they've just been nailing it week after week after week. No, we don't. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to say that. But yeah, it has been um, uh, a really slim, another really slim, slim week for uh, PTS. It's um, week five, version six point two point four. We still have two weeks left, um, so this patch is going to go live November second for PC, and then. I don't know, a couple of weeks later for consoles, isn't it usually like two weeks later? Something yeah, like that. It's a little bit a little bit of a delay on it, but not much. Uh and really not a ton. Uh in this week uh in this week's patch. Doubtful that there's gonna be anything huge next week or the week after, right? Yeah, I mean I mean it's probably pretty much decided at this point, right? This is this is kind of it's what we're getting. In. It's this is no, no huge changes are probably gonna come. It's that first, you know, that first was that the was that first PTS or second PTS that kind of they they rolled out the big changes. I think it was just like that first week was kind of the big stuff, and then week three is kind of when you expect the big kind of adjustments to happen, but nothing major really happened. They they were kind of they got really fixated on that Oblivion's foe set, yep. and that was kind <laughs> of where all their energy went into for a couple of weeks. There it seemed. Uh, honestly, it seems like. A lot of the energy has been going into the Vatishran arena. Like every week there has been a consistent theme that that particular segment of the patch notes is super duper long. Um, but what's interesting is this week, that's not the case. I, I accounted a mere six adjustments made to the Vatishran solo arena this week. So I think they're probably pretty close to having that thing dialed into where they want it. The thing that's stood out to me so much about these patch notes is... Obviously, the lack of changes and things like, you know, that we that usually we've gotten so used to, but it's kind of, where, you know, where you're talking about where their energy is. It really seems like their energy is just polishing things up. Yeah, I agree with you there. That that does seem to be like a, an overall theme to every single patch. It's just tons and tons of fixes and little things that you may or may not even notice while you're playing the game. But I think those little details definitely can go a long way. Uh, another cool thing is um, this week on PTS, they're testing a new event that hasn't been in the game before exactly like this anyway. It's called um, the Tribunal Celebration, and it's combining the Morrowind and the Clockwork City uh, celebration events into one. So while that's going on, when you can participate in activities in either one of those zones, and you'll get rewards for that. That's pretty cool. So is it is it replacing those two events, or is it just another event on the calendar? Uh, my assumption is that's replacing, that's just what those events are going to be from now on. And I think that makes sense, actually, because, you know, the more and more expansions and DLCs that we get, if we're going to have a celebration for every single one of those, you know, eventually we're going to run out of space on the calendar. So, and it makes sense to combine these two in particular. They're closely related story-wise. Yeah, very closely related. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there that it makes a lot of sense that those two they really go hand in hand. Could see them doing like a Northern Elsewhere combined with Southern Elsewhere celebration uh, sort of thing. And uh, you you could see that sort of thing maybe happening more in the future as more 
content is released. Um, for the item set collection, this new awesome feature, um, they made they added a little thing where um, fenced items or any items that you destroy by using the destroy all junk feature will all will those items will now be added to your item set collection automatically. That's pretty cool. Give me all the quality of life upgrades. I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and related to that, now you can um, you can right-click on items in your inventory, and there will be an option uh, to bind it to your character so you don't actually have to equip it to bind it. Uh, that's, that's handy. Because yep. you might just be trying to collect the pieces. You don't actually want to use it right then. You're just trying to put them in your collection. So it's cool. So you don't actually have to equip it, and then that unequips a piece that you do want. So now you have to go find that and re-equip it. And so that's pretty cool. Um, I think that's basically the patch, right? That's basically this <laughs> that's, week's PTS that's, patch. There you summed it up, right there. A uh, bunch of miscellaneous, just random fixes, but really not even a ton of those this week. Um, you know, we've made a few jokes about how these major, minor buff and debuff changes. How they just dropped a bunch of pretty drastic changes one week and then haven't touched it since it's just like nothing but net nailed it on the first try um, but i wonder if it's just difficult to know until this actually goes live because i'm thinking of it from a pvp perspective if you're if you're trying to balance it in that regard there just isn't the player population on pts to to really see i mean you could duel and stuff like that um but I think we've talked before. We don't want PvP to be balanced around dueling. Right. And, and, you know, you can be a really, really good dueler and be really bad at Battlegrounds or really bad at Cyrodiil right. or whatever. Um, so it's a it's a totally different thing. Um, so I wonder when this patch goes live and these changes are actually out and, uh, and in, you know, out there um, and players start doing Battlegrounds and, and just doing PvP, if maybe in the coming weeks after the live patch we'll see some adjustments then and you know you could even think of the first couple of weeks as like an early access because it doesn't come to console till a couple of weeks later it's true so you could kind of think of those first couple of weeks of the live patch as being like an early access to do like the real final testing uh in a way yeah that makes it makes a lot of sense you know the the pts just doesn't like you said it just doesn't have the population and so uh, I hadn't really thought about that, but I think that's a really good point. With those big a changes, they're going to need to to see those changes. I like. I think it's more fun to think of the idea as this is as just a mic drop from the dev team that here's your changes, <laughs> we're out. Uh, but <laughs> just like a perfect, like just dagger pierce, yep. just perfect. Uh, I would love that if it's just like one and done, perfect. Everything is exactly perfectly balanced the way we want it. Yeah. Uh, I think the one thing that stands out in my mind of, of all of these major minor buff changes is this absolutely brings Stamina Necromancer down a peg, which mm -hmm. is much needed. Because uh, I, I don't remember the numbers exactly, but major and minor defile are basically both cut in half. And that yeah. is a huge part of, of why Stamina Necromancers are so uh, powerful. Yeah, it's time for them. It's time for them to come down. I even want to go back. I think the, what you just talked about on, on dueling. Um, dueling can be fun and, and I think it's great that it's in the game but I think the perfect idea for dueling is that it's kind of like this player run version of PvP 
That's true. We have our own set of rules. Yeah, that it, and, and, and it works that way. I think that's I think that's mm-hmm. the perfect uh, what you know. That's the perfect uh, description of what dueling should be. Is this kind of player run player rules? Um, yeah, and I, it'd be cool if that was expanded a bit, so we could have like group duels. You know, yeah. like I could have a group of three versus this group of five or whatever, and that'd be fun. Yep. Yeah. Just spitballing, exhaust if you're listening. <laughs> You've always uh, joked about you know. the the uh, the if you were able to do you know turn a home into like a battleground, how much fun that would be. Oh yeah, that'd be great. That that's one of our great ideas: being able to enable player aggression in homes. Uh, a nemesis system similar to the Ring of Mara, where <laughs> you can about the you can you can name <laughs> a, a specific nemesis, only one. But anytime you see that person, it's it's PvP, like you can kill each other. No, I, no, I would no, love no. that. Yeah. I would love that. Just the moments that would create. Even in a, like, even so in a dungeon. Yeah, like, yeah. Could you imagine like queuing up for a random dungeon? Ooh. Like, hey, it's you. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love it. That would be so good. It's never, I mean, that would never no, happen. No, it would never but... happen. But it's just, that would be the perfect scenario. Like, you're doing a group, you know, somebody in the group drops for some reason. You know, three people are sitting there waiting. All of a sudden, somebody joins in. And it's like, oh, wait. And it's that yeah. guy. Oh, wait a minute, guys. <laughs> Hold on, guys. We can do the dungeon in a, in a minute, but me and this guy got a score to settle. <laughs> just, just duel each other right there. Uh, that would be so hilarious. That would be great. Cyrodiil testing. Um, it's not over after all. So we said last week that that was the final week, week six, and that was the end. And at, at that time, that was true. Um, but they've added a couple more weeks. So the plan is for testing to be done by the time the patch goes live on November 2nd. Um, so they've added a couple new test scenarios. Um, there was a, a forum post by Gina. She said, uh, we want to see how a combination of changes from previous tests affect performance as we found they have not had a significant impact individually. So right now, October 19th through, through 26th, this is, uh, Week seven, I guess, of, of testing. So right now we have uh, shared global AOE cooldowns with a three-second timer. So all AOE abilities share a three-second cooldown. Uh, and we also have the group size limited to 12 in Cyrodiil, and you can't heal anybody outside of your group. So basically, same thing as week five, or same thing as week, yeah, same thing as week five, but also they added the all AOEs share a three-second cooldown, whether you're in a group or not. And that was the first week of tests, correct? Yeah, so it's like week one plus week five. Yeah. Right? Weird. Yeah. Um, and then uh, next week, the the hopefully the truly the final week of testing. I'm, I'm sick of serial <laughs> testing, man. I'm, I'm over this, it. I, I think it's a good thing that they're doing tests, but the joke to me is that Cyrodiil is just the new PTS. You know, it's PTS <laughs> number two. <laughs> yeah. It's just, <laughs> hey, maybe they should just put it in this like eternal testing phase <laughs> yeah, no they, they shouldn't they probably should not do that um so then the final week we're, we're still going to have the shared aoe uh, three second cooldown we're still going to have the group size limited to 12 still cannot heal outside of the group um so basically same thing as this week plus <laughs> man this is a this is a dinger right here man uh global ramping cost per successive AOE cast. Uh, so any AOEs that are cast back-to-back within five seconds of each other, they're going to have the cost of that ability, cost of 
all AoE abilities increased by 50%, then 100%, then 150%. And your regen. <laughs> that, that's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> and your, uh, your regen also gets decreased per successive cast within five seconds by 33, 66, and 99%. <laughs> This is just going to be Cyrodiil light attacks. Just everybody light attacking. I mean, yeah, I imagine performance is going to be amazing that week, right? <laughs> no I mean, you can't, you can't cast anything. Uh, I want to I I do that test just to see how ridiculously hard it is to cast an ability. Yeah, uh, yeah, we should actually really go try and engage in PvP and like try our very best <laughs> and then see what happens. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Clearly, that's just not a playable scenario whatsoever. Hopefully, they gather some valuable data out of that. Maybe they can. I don't know what their method is, but come on. Nobody's going to be having fun that week. Nobody. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I can think that they're getting from this are, all right, what does is, what is performance look like when nobody's casting abilities? <laughs> unless unless we just want Cyrodiil to become straight siege warfare and nothing else. You know, and maybe... If that's Ugh. the goal, maybe this would get us there. I hope that's not the case. Um, so yeah, two more weeks of testing. We're in one of those weeks right now. So next week will be the final week of testing. Um, and they're also giving uh, an update to um, to their game performance plans for, for this upcoming patch. Um, so again, Gina made a forum post uh, to talk about their, their performance plans. Um, but first, she gave us a recap of update 27's um, performance uh, improvements. And that's, we're in update 27 right now. So um, she talks about this, these Cyrodiil tests, the global cooldown, uh, they say that, she said that the global cooldown test resulted in the greatest performance gains, about 25% increase in server performance, which I don't know exactly what the metrics are that they're, you know, that they're going by there, but the server performs 25% better during that global AOE cooldown week one of testing yielded the best results performance wise. Not surprising because again, yeah. you can't cast half your abilities, uh, um, you know, a lot of the time. Yeah. That they just, it really just kind of shut your character down. It makes sense that that was a, the biggest one. Yeah, totally. Um, they also say that the population remained consistent during peak hours during these tests, which I think is really surprising. I'm very surprised by that, but I mean, I, I would, I mean, I would say I believe it because, you know, when you, when I looked at Cyrodiil, um, the main campaign was, you know, it did maintain uh, pop lock. So it was. Yeah. They say remain consistent during peak hours. So probably, yeah. you know, I, I guess that makes sense. Um, so one thing they're, they're touting, kind of bragging about here in this um, update recap or in this performance recap and I've noticed this myself, um, a 95% decrease in the intermittent load screens in Cyrodiil, that issue that I think we've probably all experienced if you've stepped, stepped foot in Cyrodiil. Now, this is not related to the AOE tests, though. This is just some other fix that they've made. And I've noticed that. Like, you don't, you, there, there are still issues in Cyrodiil, but that's, that is greatly improved. Have you ran into that before where just load screens just pop up out oh, of nowhere? Yeah, yeah. That, that's happened to me all the time. And Maddening. In the in the middle of a fight or the middle of a siege, I mean it. There's mm -hmm. it doesn't play, it doesn't play uh, favorites on when it's actually going to happen. So, oh no! Uh, 
yeah, that's that is a great fix, regardless of all these other tests. The ninety five percent decrease in that is that's a fantastic fix. Um, yeah. Anything else to say about Cyrodiil tests or performance improvements? Anything like that? I need to get in there, and you know, I I've popped in the campaigns during each test just to kind of get a feel feel for each one. But I really need to get in there and and really try multiple fights. I know you said you had a week where you actually. Uh, we're in there quite a bit, and it was pretty interesting to see. But um, week five, just because I was, I was really specifically curious about week five, so I did spend a lot of time uh, that week. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was fun. It was, you know, Cyrodiil is fun when it works well. It really is. That's why I'm just like, okay, let's just do the tests. Sure, it's annoying, but if you can fix Cyrodiil, please fix Cyrodiil because I love it. If if performance wasn't a problem at all i wonder if i would spend most of my time in serial or not it's hard to even know right now because yeah. it's like i don't even consider it an option right now yeah there's a really good point i mean i really like that uh it seems like the you know the, the limiting of the group size uh seems to be something that I, I just have to think that that's something going forward along with the ally target abilities only Mm-hmm. Um, I that has to. Uh, you really get the feel, and you know those are both included on the new tests. You really get the feel that that might be something permanent going forward, and I think that's uh, will be great. I think that's a great change. Well, yeah, whether it impacts performance or not, I think from a balance from from like a combat yes. balance standpoint, it'd be really great if they do like what we said last week. If they allow direct heals to go outside of the group, I think we're just perfectly mm, yep. in the sweet spot there. Right. I I will say that I I. Maybe concern is a little bit of a strong word, but I'm slightly concerned that they've really zeroed in on the the uh, global a- AOE cooldown. Um, That's the one that got them the best results. So they're like, sweet. Let's I let's mean, look at that a little more closely. Yeah, I, that's that's got to be a little concerning. Obviously, yeah. they would never put a three second timer. So that's the thing that I want to say is that you know we. I would be very, very just shocked if they if they did anything that long. That seems like an extreme, but even just the idea that they seem um, very interested in a global AOE cooldown, um, man, I, I don't know. That I just... don't see how they could implement that without having to do a massive rebalance of every class in this entire well, game. And but that's the thing: if it's only going to happen in Cyrodiil, you can't do a rebalance, right? I mean. How how could you do a full rebalance if this is only going to take place in Cyrodiil? It would just be like a new thing that would have to be like, how do they balance CP and no CP? They just have to try to account for both as best they can. And this would be like a new thing. I just, that one, that's that's probably, you know, after all the updates this week and all the, the, the talk and the new updates, I'm a little concerned that they mentioned that one specifically talking about how it's, better performance and that that one really got them results that they thought were good i just i can't imagine if they did a global cooldown that's just not gonna be if you talk to anyone who spends any amount of time in cyrodiil i think almost all of them will say the same thing they'd rather just have the bad performance than have that be the solution yeah just i mean you know we we uh when that was that week one i think was the first global cooldown i think that was mainly the only part to that test it's just three second global cooldown on aoe's yep you know we went in and and picked some fights and and tried to do some fights and it was like i mean it was you might as well not even have uh have had uh healing or anything like that it just 
you got like one rotation in and then after that it was like all right well let's sit hang out for a second um it just was not yeah and like think about like if you spend say say like say like me or like you and me we spend most of our time in battlegrounds we know how to use our character a certain way uh, and then we hop into Cyrodiil once in a while just to do something different it's like man my build doesn't work at all like this like i don't even know what to do like i just can't imagine having just Cyrodiil be so drastically different i would absolutely just never enter Cyrodiil unless i maybe had a specific character that was made exactly for that that one and only game mode I think that's why I'm worried the most is that if they introduce any sort of global cooldown, uh, it's just, all, you know, my entire style and, and, and yours too, I think, is it's just not going to work in Cyrodiil. And so really, for me personally, and I think you, you know, you were just saying the same thing, it's just going to keep me out of Cyrodiil. It's just, yeah, Cyrodiil's I could take my Nightblade, yeah. like that'd be one of my few characters that would still operate fairly well. Um, but I, I just really hope that that doesn't happen because, you know, I, I would like to experience Cyrodiil if the performance is right. Uh, I can, you know, we've had a lot of fun in Cyrodiil in the past, but if it's going to be this global AOE cooldown thing, I just, it's just going to make, it's just going to make Cyrodiil not part of the game. for Yeah, me. not interested. And I wonder if maybe they're kind of coming to the conclusion that there's not going to be an easy way to fix Cyrodiil's performance without something drastic like this, something unpleasant like this. And I wonder if that's part of why, like they're making transmutes uh, easier to get outside of Cyrodiil and other stuff. Like maybe they're just starting to say like, you know what guys, maybe, (laughs) maybe it's just not going (laughs) to happen. And we just need to deal with it as best we can. I would even rather, rather than a global AOE cooldown, I would rather them even section Cyrodiil off like section it into like actual zones and then when you go into that zone you can fight over those types of keeps and then you know you can move to different I would rather that happen than yeah kind of segment it like Imperial City right if uh, if they could maybe instance each of those and if that could somehow help I don't know yeah that'd be that'd be cool I'd, although that sounds like a lot of development work and right. I, I wonder if they would devote those resources to that we'll just have to wait and see We'll just have to see. Luckily, Group Battlegrounds is coming back, so I'll just be doing that probably. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be in Group BGs. Uh, so whatever happens in Cyrodiil, have fun with that. Um, so that's basically the news this week. Very slim PTS uh, and some Cyrodiil and performance-related uh, news. Um, so why don't we move on and talk about what we've been doing this week in the Elder Scrolls Online uh, I've actually had a pretty busy week in ESO. Uh, Davis, you and I were talking off the record the other day uh, about how, you know, of course, I, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I've, I've moved to a new location. I started a new job uh, and it's taken me a little bit of time to adapt to this new situation, uh, especially to the job. It is a much, much more physically demanding job than my <laughs> last job was. And so I'm only just now getting to a point where I'm not just totally incapacitated at the end of the day. <laughs> um, so I'm starting to find that groove again, and I'm I'm putting the time in and really uh, working on some builds and, and doing a lot of stuff. And I got some I got some spicy builds in the work here, Davius. Uh, so number one, you're going to be happy to hear I've been spending a ton of time with my stamina warden healer, Hambone Malone. Hambone Malone. Love this. Love this character. Love the name. 
He's great. He's and he's so much fun. This is the guy I've been doing basically all my battlegrounds with this week, uh, and it's so much fun. So um, I've talked about him a few times in in the past few episodes. He's a stamina healer. That's right, stamina healer. Uh, <laughs> uh, wardens are uniquely capable of of pulling that off right right uh, you can have stamina support builds of other classes but really the warden is the only one that you could straight up call them a healer and it applies right, right. um so the gear it's uh five pieces her scenes five pieces powerful assault uh and troll king so it's just a standard five five two setup i was thinking about getting an arena weapon for him because it, it could fit on there but um, I just I'm I'm looking through all of them and none of them really seem to fit the build all that well. Um, so I think I'm just not not going to worry about it and just keep the five five two. Really, none of the mythic items I don't think are really going to work that great either. So standard five five two it is. Um, he uses a bow on the front bar and a two hander on the back bar just for um, buffs and heals and that sort of stuff. So one plan I have for this guy. I'm going to have to do a little bit of dungeon farming to make this happen, but I think I'm going to get rid of that two-hander uh, and go with dual daggers instead on the back bar. Um, I think that's going to be a good move because I don't do... The back bar, there's no attacks whatsoever, and I don't use any two-handed abilities either. Uh, all I do on that bar is cast buffs and heals, nothing else. So um, if I switch to dual daggers, um, that's going to give me a little over... Uh, an extra like 100 weapon damage or so and it's also going to take me from 20% crit to 30% crit uh, and that's with that's like just with the powered trait you know not even the uh what is it precise that's not even precise and that's not buffed either so if i have my crit buff active that's 42% crit uh in no cp yeah i i really like that change i think that the that crit is going to be you know your stamina support you know, you're really big on the heals, and I think that crit is really going to show up in those heal numbers. Yeah, crit is a big deal in heals. Like, for, for any healer, it's a crit is a very good stat to invest in. Uh, that's going to be by far the best way to have those moments where you resurrect someone from the dead, basically, because you have this massive crit spike. Um, and that's kind of one... Basically, the one and only thing I think that um, stamina builds have over magicka builds in regards to healing is uh, stamina has more access to a lot more crit yeah. than magicka builds yeah. too. It's a lot easier to get high crit. Uh, so I think I'm just going to try to exploit that as much as I can uh, and go dual daggers. And I'm undecided if I'm going to use the powered trait or the precise trait. If I use precise... I think that's like another 10% or so crit, yep. maybe. That's going to be tough. You might have to try both out and see how that uh, how that works out, because I am really intrigued to see which one of those would, would equal out to more heals. I'm leaning towards powered just because, you know, that gives me a little extra sauce when I'm not critting, too. It's so. true. Yeah, there might be more consistency to that. Now, I have to ask you, is this going to be your only stamina character that doesn't use Rally? Um, I'm not sure. It might be, but like wardens, they can get away with that too, right? Because they get their uh, damage buff in class with yep. the with the netch. Uh, but I I am doing without minor endurance, and that's a bummer. It's such a big deal when a class is able to get their weapon buff uh, with the class ability. 
Yeah, or with a class ability that you actually want to yeah, use, right? Like night Nightblades can get it with within their class, but it's on an ability that none of them want right. to use. And, and even if they do want to use it, it's it's actually kind of difficult to use. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a huge thing for Warden and uh, Sorks as well. Yeah, totally. Um, so that's that's one change. I'm going to switch to daggers instead of the instead of the two hander, and I'm also going to replace the Troll King monster set. Can you guess which monster set that I'm going to choose? <laughs> if you say Mighty Chudan. <laughs> it's Mighty Chudan. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You're just, um, you're addicted to this thing. See, well, it's your old I have, Betsy of monster sets. <laughs> I have my reasons, okay? And I'm going to list them to you now. All right. Uh, I, have a, I have a... I have a list pre-written because I knew you were going to give me give me crap about it. <laughs> uh, reason number one, armor buffs are boring. Okay, they're the most boring kind of ability that you can have on your bar. It's just a timer. Push a button. Okay, I take less damage for 20 or so seconds. Then I push the button again to keep taking less damage. You know, there's a couple of classes like Sorcerer's Armor Buff is actually awesome because it makes you run faster. That's an yeah. ability I actually want to use. And there's a couple of others, but for the most part, armor buffs are super boring, not fun to use, don't like it. I'll give you that. I'll agree with you on that one. Uh, but you know what isn't boring? You know, it's really cool. The Warden's Green Lotus ability. It's a really <laughs> awesome ability. Uh, it looks cool. It has an awesome visual effect and it's uh, it has a good... It, application as well it makes all my light and heavy attacks heal myself or my allies it also gives me my major crit buff uh it's a really great ability that i enjoy using unlike my armor buff and this is the this is the ability that it's it kind of summons like the garden around the character right all the plants. No, he like kind of does a little like meditation pose and like these little flower petals kind of blossom around okay. his feet that's not the one i was thinking of yeah okay um so yeah, and just it's just a buff that you have. It's uh, it's a buff that you cast on yourself, and it causes all your light and heavy attacks to heal yourself or or nearby allies, uh, and it gives you your major crit buff. Um, so it's just an ability that I've I've really always wanted to put on my bar, but it's just hard to find the space when I have everything that I need. Um, but Mighty Chudan allows me to get rid of my boring armor buff and put Green Lotus in its place. That's awesome. Um, so. Replacing my armor buff with Green Lotus. Green Lotus gives me my major crit buff, which which allows me to get rid of Camo Hunter off of my front bar because that's all I was really using that for. Uh, and then I can put Shuffle in its place because I didn't have any snare removal uh, until now. So so you can see putting Mighty Chew down on there, it just has this cascading yeah. like chain Free reaction of just everything just falls right into place just perfectly. And in my view, I'm not giving anything up. All right, like. Uh, I think of the Green Lotus ability as the true two-piece bonus. Rather than just getting my major armor buff at all times, it's enabling me to use this ability. So, you know, I was using Troll King, which gives everyone extra health recovery when I heal them when they're under 50% health. Well, now, instead of that functionality, all my light and heavy attacks uh, heal myself or my allies, and I have this major crit buff all the time. So I feel like it's a it's an even trade or even a better trade, honestly. I do like to to see what it's done with your ability bar. So it does sound, you know, uh, replacing Camo Hunter and getting that buff. That's really nice because Camo Hunter, that's really all it is. It's a it takes up a slot because you need that major crit buff. So the fact that you're getting 
two things out of one ability. I can see what you're saying with the true two piece bonus. Um, yeah, and plus, um, Camo Hunter also can give you minor berserk, but that's getting like super yeah. nerfed, so I don't even care yeah, anymore. You know, be. it's like. Um, and another point is I was using Troll King, but Troll King is super duper common in PvP. And if I have a teammate wearing Troll King, then mm-hmm. it's useless to have two pair, two sets of Troll King in your group. Yep. We've run um, into that in the past before. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let me ask you this. Um, have you tested out the heals that uh, the Green Lotus ability gives? Like, are they pretty strong heals? Yeah, it's decent. It usually makes it usually accounts for about five percent of my overall heals, you know, give or take, depending on the match. But okay. and I also am still getting used to having it on my bar, so I'm not. I don't have the best uptime on it uh, right now. I'm still still learning the the build. Um, but uh, yeah, about five percent or so. Um, so and it's also giving me my major crit buff at the same time. So it's it's also empowering all my other heals. So when I look at combat metrics and I'm looking at you know how much healing all my other abilities are doing you gotta you gotta think green lotus is empowering all of those with that crit you know i don't know if i'm being tricked or not you might you might have sold me on this somehow and i wasn't (laughs) benefiting from the crit with camo hunter because that's only camo hunter only gives me crit while slotted so that's just on my front bar i don't have any heals on my front bar so you know i think this is the way to go mighty chew dan it just as soon as I equipped Mighty Chudan, everything just fell right into place and the build's perfect. Um, another thing about Troll King is that if you care about your healing numbers at the end of a match, Troll King doesn't count towards your healing numbers, but Green Lotus does. Yeah, that, that, so. that's always drove me nuts about Troll King is that it, uh, uh, you know, battlegrounds for, for better or worse, how you are measured in a battleground is based on your numbers. Even as a healer, you're never going to score real high, but you know, people in your group are still going to look at your healing numbers and Troll King just really doesn't give you anything. And so, uh, I mean, I look at my healing. I, I mean, it's just for me, like, I want to see the yep. big numbers, you see, know? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, that, everybody has to admit that that's part of the fun yeah. is he was like, all right, how big, you know, how good did I do? How, how big are these numbers? Uh, oh, dude, with the with the grouping coming back, we're going to get back to these. We're going to yes. be aiming for like million heals, million damage. Man, that's going to be... It's going to be the good I remember stuff. those days. Like, do you remember there were a couple of times like, whoa, dude, I got a million heals and damage yeah. that match. Holy yeah. crap, MVP. Uh, yeah, it's... I've almost forgotten the days that uh, Davius, if he didn't hit a million heals, it was a, it was a terrible match. Yeah. He had to hit a million heals. You know, I would hit 1.5. Yeah, it was like a disappointment yeah. if you didn't. 1.5 million heals was like his average there for a while. So I am It's excited. like hard to break 300k heals oh, now with the solo queue only. Very difficult. Uh, it's actually been a long time since I've even gone into a battleground with him, but uh, several months. But uh, I mean, it's ex- coming. A couple yeah, of weeks. I'm excited to dust him off and get him back in there. We need to pair him up with the other character that I've been spending a lot of time with, which is my Stamina Dragon Knight, Bad Sally. She's been waiting. She's been sitting by and waiting until the day that she can have a healer to roll with in Battlegrounds. Uh, she's been totally shelved because I can't do anything with this character in the current meta, man. I feel like the Stam DK's defensive kit is inadequate right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can go into battlegrounds like I, I was. I did a few battlegrounds with her yesterday, and it's still kind of the typical experience where I'll get maybe fifteen or so kills, but I'm also like getting eight to ten deaths. You know, I'm just like trading yeah. kills for deaths most of the time. 
Um, that really is Stam so, DK right now. I've had the exact same thing with my Stam DK. It's you can get kills. It's great, but you're you know if you can get three kills for every two deaths, it's a great ratio right now for Stam DK. I feel like yeah, if you're gonna have two to one, three to one, that's that's pretty typical. I would say. Uh, I mean, there are you know some phenomenal players that will oh, prove you sure. wrong, but as as far as my skill set, that's that's been my experience. <laughs> Uh, so I'm looking forward to the grouping coming back so we can, we can pair up again. Cause this, this build is a monster in the right situation. It's just, it's so much damage. And I've talked about it before in the past, like when, uh, when Graymore was first dropping, I was getting excited about this character and I'm still wanting to do the exact same build, um, which is, um, well, right now it's, uh, five pieces Spriggan, two pieces blood spawn, uh, the Maelstrom Two-Hander uh, and the Master Dual Wield. Uh, and then I have the Malakath Band of Brutality and Two Pieces Trainee. Um, so it's really just all about that uh, Maelstrom Two-Hander and the Master's Dual Wield and then Malakath juicing both of those things up. Uh, of course, the plan is to replace Spriggan with Unleashed Terror, which is something I got to farm from a dungeon. Yep. Um, but that's going to that's going to pair up perfectly with the Maelstrom two hander because both of those things basically when I hit someone with a with a gap closer they get two super heavy bleeds uh, applied to them right then. Um, so that's the plan there. I'm also going to do all damage glyphs uh, on my jewelry, um, which is a big deal for uh, for Sally. These these um, recovery buffs that we're getting this uh, this patch is going to be a very big deal for this character she needs it <laughs> she needs all the recovery <laughs> she can get uh every dragon knight i think yeah um i think i'm going to swap out the the well-fitted traits for divines because she doesn't use a bow i'm not really spamming roll dodge on her like i do other stamina characters so i think uh, i'm going to go for divines to juice up my my serpent mundus uh, my recovery mundus a little bit more I also think I'm going to get rid of um, Fragmented Shield, the uh, the the buff that gives you major mending because that's getting gutted. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think it's worth taking which up is, a slot anymore. Which is really, you know, we're talking about Stam DK, you know, the defensive kit, and that's a that's a massive hit to their defensive kit. That was kind of Huge like their hit. one thing they had going for them. That's like a bread and butter Stam DK ability. Like one of the like what what a typical Stam DK does is they stack their weapon damage to the sky. Uh, and then they use this fragmented shield ability so that, you know, the, the huge weapon damage and the major mending, they can get these. That, they basically puts them in a situation where all they need is vigor yep. and they can just cast vigor and that's all it takes to keep them alive. That's exactly uh, what I but, do on my Steam UK. Yeah, uh, it, it has worked really well for them in the past, but it's just there's too much passive damage going around right now. It just doesn't work for them. You really, It really is all about avoidance right now, and that certainly is not uh, the DK's strong suit. Yeah, that's what I was going to say about your, your bad Sally character. She's not one to roll around. She's going to go hit people right in the face. She's oh, yeah. <laughs> she's very much up close and personal, yep. in your face. But yeah, her stam recovery is going to go from a flat 2K to 2,400. Uh, even though I'm replacing all the jewelry glyphs uh, with damage, uh, with damage glyphs. These recovery buffs are just wild. They're wild to think about. Yeah, well, I'm pumped about that character. She's probably going to stay out of the solo queue, and we're and we're just going to duo or or get a a, a full squad going. Uh, and I think as long as a healer's present, this she's going to be absolutely unstoppable. Unstoppable. There's going to be a trail of bodies in her wake. <laughs> Sally and Davius were a great, they were a great pairing back in the day. So it's only going to, it's in it, things oh, have yeah. only gotten better. So 
Uh, the, the builds have gotten so much better, yep. and, and us as players have gotten so much better since then, too. Yep, very true. So, so yeah, that's going to be a fun, fun pair. And, yeah, those two slaughtered. I mean, those two were a great pair even back then. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then one more character that I've been playing around with is my uh, Stamina Sorcerer, whom I've named Tane. Uh, if you don't know the name Tane, it's spelled T-A-Y-N-E. Uh, just search for it on YouTube. <laughs> it'll it'll uh, all make and, sense, <laughs> and you'll be you'll be happy you did. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I've really only been messing with him on uh, PTS, but uh, I think I have um, some really good ideas with this guy. I think he's going to be well. He's always been like yeah, this one is, of my this... top three, um, but he's. I think he's going to be absolutely next level uh, this next patch. So. The build is uh, Briarheart, uh, five pieces Briarheart, five pieces Morkelden, two pieces Troll King, uh, and then the Master Bow on the back bar. And he uses dual daggers on the front bar. Um, so I've already said in the past the plan is to drop Troll King and then do one piece Molog Kenna and then the new Ring of the Pale Order. Um, and I'm absolutely still planning to do that. That's going to be that's going to be awesome. Um, another thing I'm planning to do is I'm going to replace Morkelden. Davius, I think you're going to be happy to hear this because this is one of your favorite sets. I'm going to use Sword Dancer. The, oh, the... very nice. Very nice. So that's the set that now gives you 600 weapon damage to your dual wield abilities. That is awesome to hear. It's going to be great. I'm going to, we're going to have to farm. Uh, you're going to have to help me farm the Blessed Crucible for that. That's one of our favorite dungeons, so I don't think yeah. it's going to be a problem. All it's it's a, a hilarious dungeon. That's a big change. Um, I, I did not expect to hear you say you're replacing Morkelden. Yeah, well. But I think that I think that's going to show up real quick. Yeah, I think there's no question. It's This dude already shreds, right? He like already super shreds. But his his entire combo is just rapid strikes and spin to win. Yep. Right. Like, I mean, he he hits people and with streak. poison injection to. <laughs> yeah. He he'll hit you with poison injection just to get the master bow procked. But the actual combo is just rapid strike, spin to win. I mean, Dawnbreaker, if it's up. But yep. You know, that's not that's not every time. So, just to have six hundred straight weapon damage added to my main combo, that can't be a bad thing. And Morkelden, it does okay damage, but. It's hard to control. It doesn't always hit the person you want to hit. It doesn't always hit them when you want it to hit them. It, you know, it's fun. It's a cool visual effect, but uh, I, I think Sword Dancer is going to be way, way better. This is this is scary to think about because this character already just hits. I mean, just like a truck. So when you're talking about this big uh, damage buff, oof. yeah, he's going to be pushing like when you when you factor in Sword Dancer, he's going to be pushing six k weapon damage. That is. And he and on a on a stam sword streaking moving around quick. Yeah, with like twenty four hundred recovery. Yeah, bow on the back yeah. bar. He's he's already speedy, super speedy. This dude's gonna be next level, man. Like him and Betsy, they've always been basically number one, number two as far as my my PvP builds go. And I don't know, he may he may inch up to number he's one. Try to take to... that top spot. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could duel them against each other somehow. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's that's been my week, man. It's been a busy one. Uh, stamina Warden Healer, Stam DK, uh, Stamina Sorcerer. A lot of stamina. I'm familiar with the the lot of stamina. Uh, this, yeah. You know, it's an exciting time right now. We've got the 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 new changes. You know, they're really close now. So we're 
talking about all these, you know, slide adjustments and changes, tinkering in some new items and things like that. Um, as you know, the biggest thing I've been doing is the werewolf. Um, some pretty, mm-hmm. some pretty big realizations about the werewolf. Uh, first okay. and foremost, I have to say, uh, you missed, you missed the boat. I hit 50. I hit the, <laughs> I hit the max level character. Um, okay. <laughs> we, uh, the werewolf bill, uh, leveling the werewolves together is, uh, we missed out. Um, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so I was excited to hit 50 with it. I've been doing, um, and you know, we've talked about this werewolves and under 50 battlegrounds is just, it's just not fair. It's like a cheat code. Um, it's absurd. It's, it's ridiculous, but, uh, it has been extremely helpful, uh, just in the sense to kind of get a feel of what the werewolf in a battleground is like. Um, and the biggest thing that I have to say, you know, I've never played a werewolf before. Um, the biggest surprise that hit me is how easy it is to stay in werewolf form. I just Mm -hmm. was not aware of this as never playing a werewolf. I had always assumed that, uh, a werewolf form is a little bit better than like the bone Goliath or the vampire ult. Like, you know, it lasts a little bit longer than that, but I had assumed it was one of those types of abilities where you get this window of opportunity to, you, you know, you're, you get the extra abilities, you get the, the extra power, uh, and then you lose it. And so you got to work your way back up to it. Uh, that was kind mm-hmm. of a big idea of why this ultimate build worked out. You know, I, I really like that idea for the werewolf. Um, but after testing and doing a bunch of uh, under 50 battlegrounds and a couple 50 battlegrounds when I hit the level, um, every single battleground I was in, once I hit werewolf, I never lost it. I didn't have a single battleground where I lost uh, being a werewolf. Um, I even had a, one ability. I even have more, had more, I chose the morph to keep me in werewolf form longer, and I went back and changed that morph just because I was staying in werewolf so easily. Uh, I think the biggest one that I didn't realize is there's a passive that, as long as you when you deal damage when you're in werewolf form, uh, it extends your form uh, by your werewolf form by four seconds uh, mm. when you deal damage, and that can happen every five seconds. So you're still burning a second. But essentially, you know, you're you're multiplying your actual, you know, it's a 30, I think werewolf forms 30 seconds. But if as long as you're dealing damage and you're extending it by four seconds every five seconds, uh, you know, we always joke we're bad at math, but that's a that's a massive buff just right there. Right. Um, and then the other one is as long as you throw in a couple of the the feed, uh, is as long as you kill someone and you get the the you know you feed on the body you don't even have to kill them right it's just well, a dead yeah. body right yeah as long as there's a dead body somewhere which that's a good point in battlegrounds because uh, i'm usually always able to find one if you feed on one of them uh you gain uh i think it extends it by three seconds for every one second you feed on them and you can feed on them up to four seconds uh mm-hmm. so if you feed on them for four seconds you get another 12 seconds uh those are the two biggest pieces but just due to those, I was going in, like I said, I, every battleground I did, I never lost the werewolf form. I, it, as soon as I hit it, I stayed in it through the entire... And I'm talking, even when you die, waiting to res, I would sit there, watch my res timer. It, you know, I'd find it would hit, I would res, start over, still in werewolf form, go get right back in the fight. Mm. Um, so that really was the biggest surprise about this character for me, which in turn 
made me realize the ultimate build just doesn't it doesn't work. So I'm sad to doesn't say the ultimate support build just doesn't make sense with a werewolf because when you're in werewolf form, you can't get any ultimate. And not that I don't want to give my teammates ultimate, but uh, ideally, you know, the, the best idea for this build was a werewolf support for other werewolves. Uh, that makes absolutely no sense because nobody would be getting any ultimate. But even uh, even if I'm not with werewolf, I'm giving the teammates ultimate, but there's the entire build is just wasted on the on my on my character because i'm not wearer yeah yeah, i'm not gaining any anything out of it and so uh i was sad to say that i have come to the decision that uh that that build is out for my werewolf um so i'm back to the original you know i talked about this a long time ago me and you've joked about it uh the character is a night blade so now i'm back to this you know i'm gonna make this night blade uh you know bow snipe you know ability or a character that you know will annoy people and then when they finally run over to it i'm going to turn into a werewolf (laughs) and kind of surprise them and you know because that's actually what i want to do is i want to be up close and personal troll factor engage (laughs) i think it's going to be fun um it kind of adds a fun element to the character um but yeah uh uh, you know when then once i you know as i've said once i hit werewolf that first time then i can just kind of hang out with that um, so I was gonna, I wanted to kind of go over the build that I've put together in the build editor because I was pretty blown away by how simple it is, but at the same time, the numbers that it put together. Now, granted, werewolf numbers, you know, I understand werewolf numbers are very easy to get good. Obviously, they get a lot of buffs, but I just got to go over this. First of all, I got to go over the sets. You will be, you know, I, I feel like I should wait for a round of applause. Monster set, <laughs> Mighty True Dan. <laughs> nice okay i'm you're, listening you're, you're already a fan um but the other sets i'm doing is just um Draugr hulk or hulking Draugr, um and shackle breaker so it's two very okay a lot of stats yeah just stat stat sets um and let me let me read these are non-cp battleground stats that i'm going to use. so these are the actual stats in a battleground. So um, 26,000 health. Uh, Pretty nice. 50,500 stamina. That's too much. You need to take that <laughs> down a little bit. 50,000 stamina, 26,000 health, uh, 13,000 magicka, which is... Pretty good. That's important because the werewolf heal does take magicka. So it's nice to have mm-hmm. that. Costs quite a bit of magicka, right? Yeah. Is my understanding? It's about, it's a, it's about a 4K magicka heal. Yeah. Uh, maybe be more than that. I think maybe even be closer to 5k. But uh, it's a massive heal. Yeah. Um, 4,000 weapon damage. Very nice. Uh, 46.6 crit. 4,000 weapon damage with 50k yes. max damage. Yeah, I'm about, to, I'm, I'm about to get some tooltips with you here. It's it's pretty <laughs> wild to think about. So 46.6% crit. Uh, and then you know I love I love me some tankiness, and the, I got to thank the mighty Chudan for this, but. Uh, 33,000 plus spell resistance, uh, 33,000 plus physical resistance. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, as I'm looking at these... That's like not even fair. I know. I'm sitting here going through this and I'm like, these sets are so simple, but the numbers were just so beautiful. I was like, this is is what I got to go with. And this will work 
for the Nightblade part of the build too. Like this will, you know, these sets are not going to be, when I'm not in a werewolf, it's not like it's not going to be good. Yeah, like Mighty Chudan is actually great for a Nightblade because yeah. they have a very unreliable source yep. of the major resolve. Yep, works perfect. So now let mm -hmm. me get into some of these tool tips, which it gets even crazier. Uh, so the what I have looked at in my experience with the build, there's the Howl of Agony, which I look at as the spammable. Um, it's just simply physical damage and enemies who are uh, feared or facing you take 25% more damage uh, from the attack. Just the tooltip on this build is 11,952 damage tooltip wow. on that ability. That's like a dizzying swing. Yeah. And that's the, that's, I mean, that is the spammable. It's 25, 2,500 stamina. And that's not including the 25% more damage they take if they're feared or facing me. So I, I am really excited. Like, as I said, I've maxed out uh, I've leveled up the character. I still have to max out some skills, but um, my entire werewolf tree is completely maxed out. All the abilities are, are completely maxed out. I just kind of have to go through and, and level up some of the, the Nightblade abilities. And I, I still have to put the set together. But as I mentioned, um, this you know these sets are pretty easy to get a hold of. Uh, you know, I need to farm uh, Hulking Draugr. Uh, but, I, you know, Shacklebreaker, you know, we always joke about how, many, uh, how much Shacklebreaker that we have. It's always nice for one of your sets to be crafted because, like, you just you'll farm Hulking Draugr and you'll just use whatever the five first pieces you find are and yep. then craft whatever you're missing with uh, Shacklebreaker. Exactly. Um, I've been playing the character, liking it a lot. Now, obviously, it's you know I don't think it's some secret weapon in these builds are very common. So, you know, we'll see what happens when I get into the actual real battlegrounds. You know, at level fifty and things like that. But uh, I'm just really excited. I mean, as far as stats go just just out of this world stats so i'm excited to to get this thing finally you know all dot the t's or you know dot the i's cross the t's uh and really get this thing into a battleground and see what it can do heck yeah dude i'll grab one of my healers and we'll make Oof. you immortal and see what kind of damage you can <laughs> just do see what happens but yeah so I, i've had a lot of fun with that character um uh, that's the one i want to finish right now the the next one you know i've already mentioned this one uh, that I, I'm going to be starting is uh, I, I made another Templar. Uh, it's going to be a Magicka Templar. Instead of making a build that you don't have, you made us a, a second <laughs> well, I, one that you do have. Okay, I, okay. I've got. There's good news and bad news. To this. So <laughs> I'm really excited about this character because you know we've talked. Davius is is a Magicka Templar. This character is going to be a Magicka Templar. Davius is such a unique character that he just he doesn't really count as a Magicka Templar as a character that doesn't deal damage. I just decided. I'm so familiar with the Templar class that I would like to at least have a Magic Templar where I could utilize damage abilities. And mm -hmm. so that's kind of what this character is going to be. But there's actually, you know, and another little cool tidbit with this one is that with this character, we the, the, the Davius household is officially becoming an ESO household. So I'm actually going to be leveling this character with my son who, has, who will be making a character as well. Oh, so okay. this is so we're expanding here. What's his uh, podcasting experience? <laughs> uh. <laughs> What's uh? What, let's go ahead and send that over. What experience in podcasting? Uh, so, <laughs> so I think this one will be fun. That's that's this one I've kind of got on the shelf because obviously he'll he'll be leveling slow, but uh, still kind of a cool tidbit um, about this. So one. wait, 
is he leveling this character or does he have his own account? Well, of course, or, I'm going to get him his own account. We've got to we've got to we've got to <laughs> build the recruits. We got to have more people. Uh, so he'll be having his own uh, account with his own character, but I'm going to be But probably not a ESO Plus no, no, subscriber, no. <laughs> right? We're not that dedicated yet. Uh, you know, he he may not Get to get get to CP810 son, then we'll then see. Then we'll see. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know if it'll take, but uh, he has at least shown interest to give it a shot. So I'm going to utilize this character as kind of level uh, with him. So I think that'll be a lot of fun uh, just to kind of have, have fun with that. So that's I'm still excited to have it. I love the name of this character. And this is one of those characters that uh, all I did was make it uh, Bard of Sovereign Guard is the name. And then I just spent an hour and a half on the look of the character and mm-hmm. now I already love the character just because I love the look so much. <laughs> and so that's I've already I'm already in love with this character and it's just at the still the base level three after the uh, the tutorial. So um, sweet. So the last thing I want to talk about, because I know you've been giving me a hard time about about making another Magicka Templar after I already have one, is that mm-hmm. I still want to make this ultimate build happen. I still love the idea of it. I think it's an awesome group. You're talking about the one that you were going to do on your werewolf. Yes. So it's it's okay. the two it's the two steps sets that drop from Stogarden. Uh, it's uh, something Howl and Arcasis's genius, I think. But they're both mm-hmm. just ultimate gen, gen sets for the group, though. So I still want to right. make this set happen. But I wanted to talk about talk to this with you because I was interested to hear your take on this. I and my initial thought, and we kind of talked a little bit about this. My initial thought is it made this would be my perfect Magicka Warden, so I could make a tenth character, do the Magicka Warden uh, heal support build that you know that you have you've told me that if I ever make it, I'm gonna fall in love with it. Uh, but the tricky part is, is those sets, well, at least one of the sets is medium armor stamina based. One of them is just armor and health based. So you could make that one work, but, Hmm. um, I don't know. I don't think it would work with the magic warden because it's going to be a medium armor stamina set. So I don't know. Uh, I still a hundred percent want to make that build. I think it would be more fun. It's just kind of a healer support build. So it's dropping heals and generating ultimate for the group, but yeah. It's probably going to have to be a stamina set, which you may make fun of me. One idea I had is maybe I make another stamina warden and kind of uh, kind of go with the the handbone approach. You know, maybe a stamina. That's that's an option. If it's a straight support build, though, I feel like you can get away with a lot of weird stuff. Like I know for a long time, I saw a lot of like trial healers wearing um, hercines, which is a medium armor stamina set, but medium uh, or uh, stamina damage dealers were the meta for a while and so it was beneficial to wear that that's interesting i i would like to make it work with the magical warden um i just think it would be really cool because you know as you've said magical wardens make great healer support classes uh they have oh, man. they have the best you know that ultimate heal that wardens have is one of the best heals in the game they are the mvp <laughs> of every team that they're on Period. Uh, so I just love the idea that, and and it's really their, you know, it's the class, it's their class ability. So as long as you've got good stats, I feel like I can get it, you know, I can get what I need out of the support with the class abilities. And so I can throw on these ultimate gen sets uh, and really make this really cool support build that is giving my group, just feeding ultimate to my group like crazy while dropping heals. Um, 
I don't know. Just, yeah, it's like the the build idea is still solid, just maybe not for a werewolf. Right. I just think that it it's still I still love the idea of, of generating ultimate and being that support, but now the build itself is still going to benefit from it as well. So the teammates will benefit as well as my character will benefit, which is just going to lead to more heals if I do go with a magical warden. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. I would have to make a tenth character, which is pretty wild to think about. Considering where oh, you're like you're like buying character yeah, slots now, right? I have to do a new character, which is crazy to think about where I where I've come in the last I don't know year year and a half uh, to think a tenth character is pretty wild. It all started with what was it, Bear Claw? Bear Claw, my stamina. Was that the warden. beginning of your altaholism? He- <laughs> <laughs> you're so addicted to that altahol. <laughs> That that <laughs> there's the podcast title right there. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. You're so addicted to that alcohol. Um, but yeah, so, so. <laughs> addicted to that alcohol. There we go. I like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's down the road, obviously. But I, you know, it's I, I got some other stuff that I want to do before that. But I I really still love the idea of a support build that's feeding ultimate to the team. Uh, and just, I just want to see what that would do uh, in a battleground environment. Is is it, you know, it may be terrible, but uh, you know, most alt abilities are pretty great. So if it's if it's really just making an entire team just throw their alts around, I I, I would love to see uh, what effect that has in a, in a battleground. Yeah, if I could just be spamming my Dawnbreaker, like if DB is just my spammable, that'd be sweet. <laughs> Everybody would love that. Yeah, or like um. A Nightblade with Incap, oh, and Incap is super cheap, and they can already oh, no. hit, they can already cast Incap about every other combo attempt. So if they could do that every single combo attempt, that would be pretty. I sweet. might feel a little guilty if I bring that one into the world. <laughs> <laughs> After playing a Nightblade and seeing the, the what Incap is all about, it's oh boy. Mm, every, uh, so I'm so glad they put the stun back on it too. <laughs> Incap was sad for a while, and it still has that minor cast time and. That does hurt it quite a bit, I think. Yeah. But at least it has that stun, and that's that's what it really that's the important yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Cool, man. Is that your whole week? That's that's basically what I've been doing. And I'm hoping this next week to 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 finish out this werewolf. Pretty action packed week for the both for the both of yeah, us. Yes, we got a lot going on. Well, I guess that's uh that's that. Um emails no emails this week but if you'd like to send us an email you can email us at scrollinpodcast at gmail.com that's scrolling with an in no g scrollinpodcast at gmail.com um, feel free to tell us a joke ask us a question give us any corrections if we were wrong about anything or if we maybe touched on a topic and you'd like to like to hear us go more in depth on that really whatever you can think of as long as you're friendly about it drop us a line um we also have a a guild called stoons goons um it's mainly a social guild uh with somewhat of a pvp uh leaning uh but all, of course we do a little bit of everything and we're mainly just about hanging out uh chatting in discord trading memes and really just a lot of theory craft like if if the main thing you get out of this podcast is the theory craft discussion and talking about how to put builds together and and swapping ideas and stuff like that that's the primary thing that we do in our guild is just talk about builds yep. and, and toss ideas around. And memes. 
<laughs> builds me- memes memes then builds in that order um and then uh let's see mandatory uh students favor on what what <laughs> everybody is whatever build it. we're talking about whatever build we're talking about it's always students favor is assumed to be there you may think that when we talk about these builds you know that's weird they mentioned all the slots you just didn't quite hear us right there there's an mm-hmm. unspoken listen to it again students in there <laughs> Listen to it again. <laughs> Students is there. It's in there. <laughs> All right. I think we're going to call that an episode. What is this? Episode number 36? Episode number 36. So, how far we've come. We've made it 36 whole episodes. Uh, I, I very much appreciate you guys listening this far. I hope you join us again next time for episode number 37. We'll see you then.